Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Speak Easy Project Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Gatmaitan. For today's episode, we'll learn about the ins and outs of fifth-generation wireless technology, also known as 5G. Listen to my fascinating chat with data activist Wilson Chua to break it down for us. Enjoy the show! The Speakeasy Project is a podcast that covers the business topics that matter to you today. Listen with ease to authentic conversations with thought leaders and industry experts to learn about the key issues, insights, and trends that could impact your daily life. Join your host, Jay Got My 10, and get down to the essence of what you need to know. So 5G is the next generation wireless technology proclaimed to be upon us. It promises faster speeds, higher bandwidth, and stable internet connections. From what I understand, it's supposed to unlock new experiences in retail, entertainment, and healthcare, among many other sectors. Imagine smart cities with drones delivering packages at your doorstep, self-driving cars, and medical surgeries performed remotely. Sounds fantastic, right? The top telecom companies are spending billions of pesos to upgrade their current networks to 5G. Apparently, it's already available in some parts of Metro Manila. So when will 5G be able to cover the whole country? Should businesses start looking at how they can take advantage of this technology? Is it time to get rid of my old phone and upgrade to that cool 70,000 peso 5G enabled phone with all the bells and whistles? Joining me today to break down 5G for us is a data activist with a master's degree in information technology from the National University of Singapore a technology columnist at the Manila Bulletin, and the founder and managing director of FutureGen International, a big data consultancy firm based in Singapore. He is also the prime mover of the Bandwidth Signal and Statistics Project, also known as Project Base or Project Bass, a community-based app that monitors bandwidth and signal strength all across the Philippines. Calling me all the way from the Lion City, I am privileged to introduce Mr. Wilson Chua. Welcome to the podcast, Wilson. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Jay. You know, Wilson, I've been really trying to solve this puzzle about 5G for quite a while. And for the longest time, I couldn't find someone to help me. When I saw that you know, you're the prime mover of Project Base, I was so happy that you know I found my guy. Well, thank you. Maybe before we go to the topic, you can tell us a little bit about Project Base. So Project Base is a crowdsourced movement of our internet in the Philippines. For the longest time, it started off when we wrote to the NTC and we asked them for data on telcos. The NTC flatly denied the freedom of information request. And so we figured that it's either the NTC does not have the data or they do not wish to share. And because our handphones essentially have become smarter and smarter over the years, we figured, we, we realized that, well, the handphone can be converted into an internet measurement device. All we need are two things, the mobile app and the community that will go around the country and help measure internet. And so those two things came into alignment and we were able to launch Project Bus. And from there, we have a small army of volunteers that collect data every week across the country. 
this is crowdsourced. We have not taken any funding from any company, so we're really very objective. And by now, most of the telcos and the ISPs have uh, are now familiar with our, well, we've earned street cred, so to speak. That's wonderful because that's no cost to the government, but a real public service. Thank you. Now let's talk about 5G and uh, what's the speakeasy on it? Well, 5G just, you know, uh, basically stands for the fifth generation. It's the next generation in cellular technology. So when you compare that to 4G, which is the most recent one before 5G, 5G is actually about 10 times faster. So if you were to download a two-hour movie on 4G, that would take something like uh, six minutes to fully download. But on a 5G network, it just takes 3.6 seconds. That's fantastic. So from 6 minutes to 3.6 seconds, that's the speed differential. And um, aside from the speed, 5G also, because of the frequency and the sub-millimeter wave radio, um, 5G can support 100 times more devices so in layman's term, um, whereas before you would, if you were to cover, let's say, MOA Arena, right? You would need several 4G stations. But with 5G, you only need one or two, but definitely lesser number of uh, radio stations. This means that for the average user, it's less party service even in crowded environments. Okay, so you won't have those uh, drop calls anymore <laughs> when there's too many people using Correct. the network. But 5G for all its benefit comes at a cost. The higher frequency means bigger bandwidth but shorter range. Imagine expressway, right? Um, imagine each hertz of bandwidth is one lane. So when we talk about a frequency of 700 hertz, imagine you have an expressway with 700 lanes. Okay? And imagine data or bandwidth as the amount of vehicles that can, can travel over that expressway. You get the picture, right? So that's 700 megahertz. Imagine 700, you increase that to 30,000 kilohertz or 30 gigahertz, 30,000 lanes. How many more vehicles can pass through 30,000 lanes of expressway? A lot, right? <laughs> a lot. I mean, my math is bad right now, but definitely a lot more. <laughs> a lot more. But here's the, here's the thing. There's physics. There's what they call the Shannon Law. So imagine that the country only has a finite amount of cement with which to pave your highway. So if you have 30,000 lanes, you definitely cannot have a very far range, correct? You will run out of cement. If you were to go with the 700 megahertz, well, you can go farther, but only 700 lanes, right? So there's the trade-off. If you go to the higher frequency, which means high, larger number of lanes, you will need more cement. So therefore, if you only have the same amount of cement, then your lanes will be wider but shorter. So that's the 5G. A lot of things are running in my head already. There's so many benefits to mm -hmm. 5G, right? 
top of my mind, businesses can definitely make the most out of this. So how do you see businesses utilizing this technology? It so happens that in other parts of the world, people are actually already taking advantage of 5G. Like there's this metal milling factory for jet engines. 5G reduced the error rate of on those metal milling operations from 25% to 15%. That translated to thousands of dollars of savings. The way they did it was the factory placed the sensors that uses 5G directly on the components or the tools. This enabled them to detect faults early in the manufacturing process, right? So uh, this metal milling factory was producing the blades for the jet engines. And so they, they reduced the average production cost of each blade by around $4,000. And then in other application, for obvious reasons, the shorter latency is important for self-driving cars. Yes, that's right. I'm sure a lot of your audience can relate to the experience of, you know, asking ways for direction. <laughs> Always gets lost. <laughs> Only to drive past the critical intersection because the information did not reach you in time. You were traveling faster than the internet could supply you with the updates. Therefore, 5G is important to open up uh, newer, uh, newer business use cases. And if you were to ask the younger generation, the 5G that carries lower latency is very important for gaming. Ah, I see. <laughs> Definitely. Right? So, so you have cases of Korean national teams coming flying in over to Singapore because Singapore's internet infrastructure has the lowest latency. All right. So that's the best 5G network. Yes. So now with 5G it evens the playing field because the latency is now uh, 10 times smaller. So imagine reducing your wait time by 10 times. It's something you can only imagine in the movies. <laughs> yeah, and, and also it's a critical piece of infrastructure for governments that want to develop their own smart cities. So for smart city, number one application is peace and order, CCTV, Facial recognition, AI, machine learning. All of this will need those 5G. It definitely sounds very futuristic already. And it's already here, ideally, right? It's already in parts of the world. Not yet in the Philippines, though. I'm a bit selfish, you know, thinking about this technology. Can I basically even watch a 4000p movie you know, on my smartphone with 5G? Definitely. Uh, here in Singapore, on my home base fiber, I use my Oculus Quest to watch 360-degree video with 12K resolution. <laughs> okay. 12K resolution. We're not even talking 4K. 12K resolution. And the 5G has a higher rated speed than the fixed fiber of 1 Gbps. So the, the record right now is 1.8 Gbps. So definitely it has room to grow for even uh, higher bandwidth demanding application. Wow, that sounds fantastic. So you personally, what are the 5G applications that you're really excited about? Entertainment. I use, you can use it to download and watch films, movies, 
uh, augmented reality is something that's very close to my heart. Imagine now being able to to meet people on the road and then your heads up display says, this is Jay Gatmaitan. You met him on this date. He's your Facebook friend. These are his relatives. These are his These are your both your mutual friend. His birthday is on this date. He lives at this place. He's married with, to this person. He has X number of kids. He finished, uh, grad, uh, he graduated with this degree from this university. <laughs> That has some big brother implications I'm thinking about. Well, you should join another group, Data Ethics. <laughs> Well, let's wait for that technology to come here first, right? I guess what's important for our listeners right now is what's 5G coverage here in the Philippines? Well, as part of uh, Project Bus, we were waiting for 5G to show up on our radar screen. And for the longest time, even up to last week, we did not see the field that is marked as 5G show up. But then how do we reconcile that with the press releases from the telcos that they have already rolled out 5G? I reached out to our friends in the telco industry and asked them about it. So apparently the 5G that they are deploying is not the standalone 5G. Okay, there's a difference? Yes. So standalone 5G means everything is 5G. The other way to deploy 5G is using what they call the NSA, not stand alone. So what does this mean? They, they added on the 5G radio onto their 4G network. So knowing that, we now knew to look for 4G signals that have very high bandwidth exceeding 1 gigabit per second and there you go we found it but that doesn't sound like it's a lot of places in metro manila yes uh, really not a lot it's mostly in makati we see them in sampaloc ermita tagig i guess basically if you get out of metro manila don't expect a lot out of it Not only that, basically, it, if you go inside the building, your 5G signal will drop. Remember what we were saying that 5G has a weaker penetration strength. So unlike 4G that can penetrate some of the walls, 5G signals would readily drop. Yeah, so Wilson, that also means that from what you're saying, there still needs to be more investment in these sites, right? So that you can benefit from 5G technology. Are there other impediments to the full-scale deployment of 5G? Yes. Well, unfortunately, for now, huh, for now, even the word bodies have been saying that 5G is more of a marketing PR. Telcos need to be able to claim that they have 5G to retain share of mind in their consumer market. But actually, it does not bring in significant revenues for the telco. Right? So, As to impediment, of course, um, in other countries, they license off the spectrum. So spectrum cost is one of the uh, key factors for rollout of the 5G. Next, you have the device handset cost. Uh, as you mentioned way back, you know, there's an Apple phone 5G enabled that retails for what? 70,000? 
how what is the percentage of the consumer market in the Philippines that's willing to shell out 70,000 just to have 5G? Remember the limited coverage? I should qualify to say it's limited outside coverage, right? So the antenna is already limited in range. It really drops when you get inside. So if you have a 5G enabled phone, more than likely you will need to be outdoors to be able to enjoy your 5G outdoors (laughs) for now. Wilson, are there consumer apps already that, you know, if I buy this phone you mentioned, I can already use this fantastic app that utilizes the technology. For now, it's really for the people that are time sensitive. They don't want to wait. The early adapters. The early adapters are time sensitive. For example, stock market. The difference in 10 milliseconds of your being able to place that order and buy a Bitcoin for 300,000 when the going rate is 2 million, that that difference of 10 milliseconds spells whether or not the transaction went through. No, So for some people, their investment is worth it. But you have to do it outdoors <laughs> in Manila, right? Ah, yes. You have to do it outdoors if you don't know how to take advantage of it. Okay, so how do we take advantage of 5G? Yeah, so the way I see it now, because 5G has limited range and only works outdoor, you need to have an outdoor type CPE Wi-Fi router. Client premises. So imagine you have a Wi-Fi, you know the LTE mobile Wi-Fi routers that you take along with you when you go to Japan or abroad so that you and your entire family that went with you on the tour can have access to internet, correct? Now, imagine that Wi-Fi is 5G capable. So you pull in one gigabit of bandwidth and you share that one gigabit among, say, a hundred people. They just have to stick close to you, right? (laughs) Correct, correct. So the the range of a Wi-Fi would be somewhere around a hundred meters. So you got these hundred people following you around... Uh, trying to trade Bitcoin, <laughs> if ever. So, so that's in, that's in a home home based scenario. Um, for your listeners that are primarily business users, think about it this way: you your business cannot survive without internet right now. So now, I I would suppose that each business would have a primary fixed line to the internet. But guess what? In the Philippines, that line more often than not goes down. So what do you do to avoid uh, downtimes? You take a secondary backup link from another provider. That's correct. That's correct. So, well, you know, that would work if you only have one office. But what if you're a multinational with 100 branches, right? You would then need 100 subscription and 100 backup subscription. But then... What if you can buy a CPE router that can be placed outside the building and delivers to you uh, fiber bandwidth? That's your second line. And they can already do that today, right? Correct. So that's your backup scenario. Or maybe 
even it may be even your primary source of internet and your fixed line would now be your backup because remember 5g is faster than fiber and if i'm a business i just have to know if it's near the station i'm my office is located right correct and how do you find out you use project pass you download the app you take measures and we collect all of this and we publish the information we will tell you the nearest 5g tower capable tower in your area we can tell you also the average band the me median bandwidth of that tower for 5g 4g and how far it is from you and all these data are free free to share wow that's perfect for businesses also mm -hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. Definitely businesses already can take advantage of the 5G technology. And for consumers, what are the signals we need to watch out before I go out and buy that, that expensive phone that I've been dreaming about for quite some time? Well, I, I would suggest to you that it's the other way around. You don't decide the technology and the hardware first. You decide what are you going to use your internet for? First, you ask yourself that question. Do you need the bandwidth? Do you need lower latency? Do you need reliability? And answers to those three questions will help you decide whether or not you need to upgrade to 5G. That makes a lot of sense. I have my answer, but I'm not going to tell anybody yet. But, <laughs> but uh, I'll leave it to the listeners to make their own wise decisions. Yeah. Um, I, I think the technology is still not there yet. Maybe it's a safer bet to wait a few months and let other people iron out the kinks before you go to 5G. In your opinion, what's your best guesstimate to have this technology widely available around the country? Well, let me share with you what we see in Project Bus. We see one of the telcos, let us not mention who, uh, started deploying and testing 5G 2017. We see them continuing the test up to 2018. But from 2019, 2020, and this year, 2021, not a single test. What does that tell you? That we won't have any self-driving cars for quite a while? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that even for the telco, they must have, during their initial deployments, they must have found something that did not align with their uh, strategic uh, directions. No? Probably, most likely, they discovered that the 5G signals do not penetrate walls, particularly in Makati where you have a lot of buildings. And if you do the computation, the way you counter that is by either using more advanced massive MIMO antennas or you just deploy a lot of antennas that are 5G capable, which means heavy investments. Okay, well, I'm not sure if these companies have recovered their 4G investments yet. Are, are you kidding? You know, again, from data from 5G, uh, from Project Bus, we show that the two telcos combined, and even Dito, the third telco, only covered, only has cellular towers in 13% of the barangays in the country. 87% of the barangays do not have a cell site. Now, one can argue that, you know, um, a cell site may cover two or three barangays. 
So you don't really need to cover 100% of the barangays. But my counterpoint there is, if one cell tower can service two or three barangays, then why do we see some barangays in, let's say, Makati that has five or ten cell towers? That's right. No, it, it, goes to, it goes to availability and coverage, better coverage. The more cell towers you have in an area, the better the coverage. So, you know, going back, um, why are we talking about 5G when the telcos have not even covered the majority <laughs> of the country's uh, population yet? And that is the basic premise of Project BAS. You cannot manage what you do not measure. So how can the NTC or the DICT manage the internet infrastructure when they don't have the data or they're not willing to share the data or rather, let me change that. They're not willing to publicly share the data. A lot of things that we've learned today, Wilson. How do people be part or participate in Project BAS moving forward? Very nice segue and thank you for asking that. They go to our website, projectbass.org. And then they scroll down to download the app. It installs on your mobile phone. And once installed, you just click uh, start to start measuring. That's it. That's your contribution to the health of Philippine internet. Wonderful. Good luck to you on that. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's a, again, it's a community effort. Well, thank you, Wilson, for coming on the show and helping me solve this 5G puzzle. But, you know, I'd love to have you come back on the show and you know, help me solve life's other mysteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to join you again and more power to your show. Thank you very much, Wilson. Take care and stay safe. For listening to the Speakeasy Project. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, 